0: Lot Talk Radio All
1: right. Let's All right. Yeah. Show. Uh you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Sugar! Hey, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. I am Grim Shea. Joining me, as always, is Marky. Say hey, Marky. Hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Here on the show today, <laughs> we're uh, we're remembering another one of those little, little gems from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Those things uh, usually go on a little bit later, sometimes during the later Saturday morning commercial space, I think. If you're but
2: mostly afternoon... If you're not watching nights, football... You weren't watching football on the other channels. Yeah. chances are this is and this is, you know picture. Remember the
1: rise of the infomercials. This is kind mm-hmm. of these these are what led to them. Yeah. in a way, this and QVC and whatnot. But what I'm talking about is the old Time Life commercials. Remember <laughs> yeah. those, Marky? Yeah. E? Oh yeah, there were some some classic uh-huh. ones there. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and um, they would famous. You know, uh, this is like the the typical ad would go like. They're playing music for you, and it would go through like all the hits. So you would hear like Aerosmith, and you would hear they would have they would have
1: this long scrolling (laughs) list of
2: songs and artists, and
1: then they would play a few seconds of of some of them. They could they didn't have time to do a sample of all of them, correct? But then they would have the one that was playing like highlighted in yellow, Mm -hmm. so that for the rest of your life you knew oh thirty eight special (laughs) song.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Those were uh, they did more than just that. They did Time Life music. You're you're thinking of uh-huh, there, right? The Time Life the collection, love song of collection, seventies, yeah. Time Life Vivaldi's Four Seasons, or you know <laughs> stuff like that. They also had you know and they had seventies, eighties music, you know compilations. Uh-huh. And what was they they had the best line for those compilation ones because I think Time Life cornered the market on that industry. Uh-huh. But it was you would spend thousands <laughs> yeah. to own all of these songs <laughs> yeah,
3: thousands but now
1: on. in one one, one package yeah. for 39.99 or four payments of they would love to get your credit card and charge of payments mm-hmm. um but they did more than music they also had those books you
2: remember those that was that's Time what i remember Life. about them the most um which uh, ones do you remember Gosh. Um, Well, just speaking from experience. um, That's all I want you to do? I I remember because we actually ordered this. We actually did the uh, planes of World War II. Ooh. Yeah, and so we would get, you know, every three months or whatever, we would get a new volume.
1: Yeah, that's how they would sell them to you. Right, It was like you would basically subscribe because I think they would keep charging you. Uh uh Basically, it was a book of the month club, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't a set for a month. It was whenever we publish a new one send it to you yeah. in this ser like an encyclopedia set and you have no idea how long it's gonna go. Right. But you're like, I'm on board. What you just made another book about the planes of World War Two? <laughs> yeah and it's in the mail to me already. Right. Thank you, Time Life.
2: Yeah, and I I um, we had some of those and I remember us getting like a Gettysburg. So we obviously didn't continue the subscription because a lot of times they would say you know, uh nine ninety five for the introductory offer and we'll send you Gettysburg. Yep. And if you continue this, then you'll get more books in the series or whatever. Yep. So we obviously didn't start we didn't continue that one because I still there's a shelf in my bedroom at my mom's house that has these books. And every you know, not every time, but many, many times I'll like go home and I'll flip through these books again. And they're they're all bound kind of the same way. It's kind of like a gray um, you know, kind of leathery kind of looking um, no, cover and with, with
3: They're branding, and, and, branding. And, and with like a
2: little window pane in the middle that shows you some artwork. That's mm-hmm. what it kind of looks like to me. That's, yep. that's in my mind's eye. Which was a pretty common
1: one. I remember they used the same one for, I think, my favorite series. I think we should. commercials. I think
2: we should actually play this first before we talk about it. You
1: want to? Okay. Yeah, here, yeah. Here, I, I want to
2: know what you guys think about this. Here. Well, this the, uh, this is the clip of my favorite uh-huh. timeline. I, I, I know it,
1: I know where you're going with this. And it very likely is yours, too. Here. Uh, take it away, magic clip-playing machine.
4: Chicago a man is about to get on a routine flight suddenly he pauses he doesn't know why but he's got to walk away an hour later the plane goes down in flames it's dismissed as chance britain a woman has a sudden image of a black mountain that's moving with children trapped underneath it two hours later a welsh schoolhouse is buried in an avalanche of coal slag it's dismissed as coincidence Texas. An unidentified flying object is reported by at least a dozen people. Although there were no storms in the area, it's dismissed as lightning. Now, Time Life Books announces an important new library, Mysteries of the Unknown. A series that explores the most controversial phenomena of our time and tells you everything that can be known. The Midwest. A mother feels a sharp pain in her right hand. Far away at that exact same moment, her daughter screams as she touches a hot pan. Just chance? Or is it telling us something about our own untapped capabilities? Mysteries of the Unknown goes deeper into unexplained phenomena than ever before. It documents the facts, and uncovers what people were never willing to talk about. Stonehenge. A visitor fashions a wire antenna in the shape of an ancient Egyptian symbol. He points it at the stones, and a surge of power rushes into his arm, knocking him unconscious. Was it all in his mind, or was it much more than that? To experience mysteries of the unknown, examine your first volume, Mystic Places, for 10 days free. Then decide if you want to dismiss it. To order your first book, Mystic Places, call 1-800-532-1100. Examine it for 10 days.
1: Keep it page page $12.99 plus $2.98 shipping and handling. Other books will follow, one about every other month. Keep only the ones you want. Cancel at any time. That's right. <laughs> Time, Life, Mysteries of the Unknown.
2: <laughs> those are so awesome. God, I remember that so well.
1: Right? Yeah. Those, And I don't know if we've ever solved any of those mysteries, but they were willing to send you those books. And yeah. in fact, we did a little bit of research. Uh-huh. I don't know if we remember to write it down, but we looked up online where you could still get these books and how much it would cost
2: you and what what was the the total oh, number I don't remember but actually if you were to compare it to most books that you could you could go to a used bookstore you know and you're you're paying pennies to the dollar on most books so Considering that on that kind of spectrum, the yeah. value's there. But, no, you, you would actually be better off today going on eBay and buying the whole collection of Mysteries of the Unsolved. Wait, what is it called? Yeah, Mysteries of the
1: Unknown.
4: Mysteries of the Unknown. Time
2: Life Presents
4: Mysteries of the Unknown. Yeah.
2: No, I think that's
1: the... I think it was the one we looked at. For $195 on eBay, <laughs> you can buy a 33-volume complete set.
2: And they were, like, eighteen ninety-five dollars 95 a book? The, the, thir- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would spend
1: thousands uh,
3: <laughs> to get these in 1985. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that that dried up in the 80s, but they uh-huh. managed to pump out with titles like Alien Encounters, uh-huh. Cosmic Connections, The Haunted Bagels.
2: Well, I'm but sure yeah, <laughs> but like three
1: books I got to. I
2: totally, I remember that. Com- even though we just heard it, even mm-hmm. before we just heard it, mm-hmm. I remember that like. A mother in Arkansas burns her hand, and at yeah. the same time, you know, like <laughs> this coincidence, I, I don't, don't know, a hitchhiker across the country. <laughs> so it, didn't make, like, it just didn't make any sense. And, and, but we and I so never got it, the though. books,
1: which I, I kind of regret because I wanted to know if there was any evidence. Of that, or if they just the mom said, Oh, I burned my hand today, the daughter said, Me too, me too, (laughs) or you know, what exactly how all that happened. And if you listening out there not only remember the commercials, but your parents bought you the books, Uh please email us. Oh, I will let me know how they figured out that the mother and daughter hurt themselves at the same time, and all the other uh, mysteries. If you could solve them for us, save me $195 and a lot of reading. Yeah, uh, uh, and that's that's just one, uh, probably my favorite, but it wasn't even I think the most played. I mean, these were commercials that would last anywhere from like two or three minutes, like a whole commercial break. To they were
2: this they was a whole had commercial break. thirty minute yeah, yeah. early commercials oh, as
1: well. Yeah, for some of them, well, but it would trot out like an old celebrity to. And hawk
2: well, set. that's what they famously did on all of the like um, music collection. That was sort of the the beginning,
1: the precursor to infomercials and long form commercials, and the, the the first ones I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, I was nowhere near their their biggest seller. I imagine.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, do you want to? I mean, I might be wrong. We haven't looked this up, but do you want to
2: take a guess what I think their biggest seller is? Uh, I think I know what you're going to say All right. <laughs> well, uh, it's because it's kind of the last big one that we haven't talked about yet
1: that's true in fact, yeah. here here let's let's put a little clip out here see if people remember this because i guarantee if you owned a tv if you were you <laughs> saw one of these commercials
2: if you were born in the late 70s or early 80s mm-hmm. this is going to own a piece of your mind
1: yeah yeah, yeah. this is burned in. it's we're, <laughs> we're about to bring back some some memories for you so uh magic clip machine what do you got
0: Hi, I'm Bob Vila. Each week, millions of people watch my home improvement show on TV. But no matter how much I cover, people still seem to have millions of questions. Like this one. Dear Bob, I never seem to have enough space in my kitchen. How can I make more room? I've got one simple answer. The Time Life Books Home Repair and Improvement Series. Just look at these great ideas that can help you around the house. In your first book, Kitchens and Bathrooms, you'll learn how to build a custom-made work area from fitting utility drawers assembling a kitchen countertop. Everything is outlined in clear, simple steps. Look at the great results it got me. A couple from Michigan, planning to build their dream house, wrote asking about enclosing a bathtub in their guest bathroom. So I told them about the Home Repair and Improvement Series.
4: The Home Improvement Series really makes it easy.
0: No matter the job size, these books provide the answers. Call now, and you'll start receiving a new volume every other month. Soon you'll be laying down a new wood floor, adding a sliding glass door, or even raising the roof. Now I've got it all, thanks to the Home Improvement Series. Remember that couple from Michigan who were building their dream house? It looks like they've finished it. Dear Bob, thanks for the tip on home improvement. As you can see, the books have made our dream house just that. Call now and let Time Life Books Home Repair and Improvement Series help you get results like a real pro. To examine kitchens and bathrooms free for 15 days, call 1-800-638-4700. Keep it and pay just ten ninety nine plus two ninety eight shipping and handling. And when you do, you'll get this handy twelve foot Stanley tape measure free. So call one eight hundred six three eight forty seven hundred. That's one eight hundred six three eight forty seven hundred.
2: Whoa! There you go. <laughs> that guy,
1: Bob Villa. It was it was a it was a what was it this I think it was house, pronounced Bob Villa. Bob Villa. Bob Villa. I think it was Bob Villa. Bob Villa. Villa. I think it was Villa. Hmm.
2: I guess back then you could say a what name like Villa is Villa. I, I had a uh, a Christmas job at Sears one year and he was famously you know, he was the spokesman for Sears and yeah, for all like their tools and stuff. Craftsmen, that, right? right yeah. Craftsmen. And they used to offer they, I I remember getting Spiffs. Um Spiff is like a little money bonus when you're working there. Oh. For selling I'm not kidding, uh it was Sears Bob Villa trading cards. <laughs> And the reason why they would sell so well is because inside every pack was a particular percentage coupon off. So before anybody would buy anything, I would be like, hey, did you get your Bob Vila trading cards? (laughs) And now, uh, since you guys are listening to this, you're not watching this right now, Bob Vila is what the Tim Allen character represents. He's got the jeans and the work mm. boots and the yeah, from home
1: improvement from home, yeah, yeah. from
2: home improvement that's basically the persona. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he had uh, he had that show, this old house where yep. he built houses. Yeah, for before you. all the, the reality Bob TV stuff, Of right? of, uh, yeah. of of construction, mm-hmm. basically, he did. You know, as as you can tell from that clip, he kind of turned to a lot of uh, a lot of gimmicky stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, sponsored <laughs> by Sears, and uh-huh. turned into a little bit of a pitch man. Well that's all right. I mean he still Bob Bazila was a presence in the eighties. And, and he, that was big for him to partner with Time Life to sell these books.
2: Yeah, well he That's an interesting
1: concept. He knew his stuff. He did he sure made us think he knew his stuff. I think he, he did. looked really professional I mean, on the screen. He could he could fix a toilet like that. Yep, you know. Yep. I always had a smile on his face. Yeah. But then, you know, I mean, what what is the idea of because they send you the home improvement books the same as they send the other ones. Which is hey, you know, I, I'm curious about the planes of World War II. I would like some answers to the mysteries of the unknown. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, my roof is leaking. When is that issue going to arrive? <laughs> I've got four issues on how to fix my garage door. <laughs> stop a leaking sink. I never thought of that. But yeah. this, uh, why? <laughs> that's that's information you would want in one giant volume. <laughs> you want just in one big opinion. book. <laughs> you don't want to just keep. waiting. Well, you're like, right. I, I sure. do
2: remember. I remember Encyclopedia Salesman. But you wouldn't get them once a month. No. <laughs> you would get the whole yeah, series. No, I did. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. you'd... No, never I know be everything able... about A. <laughs> it, it would be
1: it would be like two years before you could look up anything in T.
2: Yeah, here, tell me something about Charleston. Well, you're
1: gonna have to wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, <laughs> you know, it was just whenever they felt like publishing and pushing out a book at time life that it would show up. Yeah. And well, but, know, then, it, but there again, it, it would be. It's a shame if, if you know, volume nine was. My house is on
2: fire. What do I do? That really should be the first one. Page one is get out. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, well, you know, I think what they were kind of building for on that—it's it's the same concept around some of their musical commercials, which was saving money, right? So, yeah. you know, so instead of having to buy each individual CD, that would cost you thousands of dollars thousands. for the, for the oh, one right. or two songs of Steely Dan that you're going to like. Mm-hmm. Instead of spending all that money, buy our collection because these are all the hits that you want.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, Tell and, me, Casey Kasem, do you want to pay $4,000 to hear these songs? I know, I know.
2: Of course I do. I not Of course I do. Where can I go
1: to get
4: them right now?
2: Just like I was in 1987. <laughs> I remember those commercials, too. Those are, those are so good. So, um, but I, I believe that all of these things, and I think nobody does it as well. <laughs> no one does it as well as Time Life, and this is going
4: back so
2: so long ago, yeah. As just tapping into that nostalgia, um, and about the music commercials, yeah. I think I, there may be some young listeners out there. Can we give them a quick little sample of what the music commercials sounded like? <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> all right. yeah. Right.
1: You know what, Clip Machine. Show us. Might up. as well. T- take us over to some other clips provided by Time Life <laughs> circa
4: 1985.
1: Time Life Music presents the ultimate love songs collection. 36 beautiful songs by all our favorite artists. And there you go. Stuff like that. Time Life's famous love themes and then they would play 4 minutes of various various love songs
2: yeah yeah and they were they were usually hosted by yeah, when somebody they did like the full that... like thirty
1: minute infomercial, they would get like yeah the one Beach Boy that nobody remembers <laughs> yeah
2: um, Davy Jones Davey no beach yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he was yeah, always yeah, good. somebody with enough credibility, and then
1: you can tell throughout all the you know in between segments when they go back because they're you know quote unquote hosting this uh-huh. presentation they clearly have not been briefed on what's going on somebody else is doing all the talking they you know, they're, they were classic commercials back then.
3: Yeah,
2: and they seemed to be everywhere at the same time. I mean they were just they were they were such a part of it. You know, Saturday Night Live would make fun of it. You yeah. know, like yeah, there it, would it was it was a part of the yeah, of be parodies mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. You know, and you could probably still pull it off and there's enough of us that have lived through it that we would get it. You know? Yeah, you know, like you could probably still do those jokes. But
1: it was no, just something about dated, it.
2: but I would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's just there's just something about it. And now yeah. with you know, so with... back off
1: SNL. <laughs> leave <laughs> yeah, that nostalgia leave to us. <laughs> yeah. Stay timely, yeah. cutting edge.
2: No more Jimmy Carter yeah. jokes.
1: <laughs> Show your Miley Cyrus all you want. We got <laughs> yeah. we got the old retro stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was it was just there was just something really really grand about it.
1: You no, know, and that was a uh, that was, you know, their niche, but it was they were not the only ones doing it. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the, I'm not even going to play the clip because it wasn't time life, and I was very disappointed when I was researching this to find out it was some other I don't know, fly-by-night, but I think the commercial that sums this up so well that is absolutely burning everyone's brain is and and Marky, if I start doing it, I bet you'll be able to complete okay. the script, but uh
2: Go for it. <clears throat> Challenge. Yes. All right,
1: everyone, put yourself in the scene. Old, old, <laughs> old tube television okay. with, with a with a manual dial. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. <clears throat> hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, Freedom Rock, man.
4: <laughs> turn it up, man.
1: <laughs> the Freedom Rock collection.
4: Oh God, they turn it up, man. That's
1: if you don't remember that. If that didn't raise some hair on the back of your neck. You're listening to the wrong show.
2: Yeah, ironically, that wasn't Time Life. I don't. Think. That wasn't Time Life. Is the problem? <laughs> yeah, though.
1: I know. There were other people competing. <laughs> Operators are were... <laughs> standing by. That was something that Time Life, I think, was the big boy in. But there were so many other companies that would do that. Yeah. Uh, now, though, Time Life stands alone, and I, I know. know that. I know that. I too. know that for a fact. Uh, you can't. They don't do music anymore.
2: Because no one's buying it help. BMG really isn't doing music anymore. <laughs> you know, BMG, I used to do that. <laughs> too. Yeah, that was one of those. You like would the like, Columbia House Club. Where where you would get 15 CDs for a penny. For a penny. Yeah, and then, and you, then they would send you one every month. And you're probably still in that club. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we knew how to play it, more, though. But we totally knew how to play it because we knew that if you were under 18, you weren't really obligated to sign on a contract. So they would send us stuff when we oh were kids, and we wouldn't pay. <laughs> oh, for God! <laughs> I owe Columbia House thousands of dollars. <laughs> you, there you go, everybody. Between You'll Napster and Marky, the yeah.
1: music industry music is, is now is dead.
2: Yep, I did it. It's my <laughs> fault. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, we got nothing but Taylor Swift. Are you happy, Mike? Are you happy, Marky? I, I am happy.
2: Because <laughs> she's all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just shake it off. <laughs> I'm not. We're not devolving into Taylor Swift jokes. Damn it.
2: Okay, fine. <laughs> not again. Yes. Yeah. So it's, we but, are never, ever, ever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop.
2: I know it's so easy to do. Okay. <sighs> but what we can do, and glad to do it, is we can talk about where time life is going now. That's true. Because, because they are they Are the only ones left. Yeah, and no music like we said, no. but what do they got? They are still important to the culture. They are they are curators of classic exactly. television well curators. And we got them. an interview with the guy kind of in charge of it all, didn't we?
1: Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I uh I got a chance to speak with Jeff Peish. huh He is the vice president of uh programming and promotion, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's important. He he he's a VP. He's the guy who we don't know what job he has, but it sounds important. But but he's calling the shots. Yeah, apparently, he's the guy. It was fun,
1: and and it was very. It was actually uh, maybe tellingly so. It was hard to get a hard to get, get to nail down a time to actually sit and talk with him. But yeah, I got he was so free, busy because yeah. the guy actually yeah. has a job. He's got yeah. stuff to do. Oh. Talking to jerk offs like me—that's not usually part of it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be putting out fires and out the uh, time life building. Uh, but I did get to talk to him. And he explained what they're doing now, and they just work, in, and they are the only ones doing it. They sell uh, – they, they buy the rights, put together packages, DVD box sets of some classic television.
2: And some of them, by the way, we are giving away – at the end of this episode. So keep listening. Keep
1: listening. At the end of the episode, after the interview, yeah. we're giving we're gonna, three I on yeah. how that's going to work. Yeah. This is going to be great. That's right. Yeah. And as a matter of have we've, we've already worked with them before. Well, Wonder Years. Uh, Wonder yeah. Years. Oh, that Do was you remember a, that about a that year ago. That was one of my favorite and that's shows. Amazing. Uh, and I talked to. And, well, we talked in that show about it, and I talked to Jeff about it, so I'm not going to bore you about what. But can I what just can
2: I just plug our site because if you guys want to hear it. this one, Do um, it. it's a great site. check it out. It's on uh, MattyPRadio.com, dot com, m a t t y p as in Paul Radio. dot com, dot com. Uh, click on the archives. Um, listen to our Wonder Years show. We did an unboxing.
1: Yep, we did an of unboxing the t- of
2: the Time Life collection. You you you're you're going to talk about it in this in this interview mm-hmm. with him. I'm looking at it right yep. now. It's this and we Walker and Dan Loria. And Dan Loria. Dan Loria. It's Luria one of my favorite dad. shows because of what that show meant to me growing up. What it meant to my dad growing up. It's that's what this thing. When you open up the Wonder Years collection, you're op- you're kind of. Unlocking all these memories, and yep. that's what Time Life is doing. So yeah. it was something
1: that streaming on Netflix can't reproduce. Who cares? Which is why Time Life you can't. Sun, they don't have an app for nope. your Roku. Nope. You have to still. Operators are standing by. Yeah. Yeah. You, although you can do it over the internet now, but you order box sets from them, and they make it fun. They're the only fun. ones doing it.
2: They make it fun to and own. They
1: give you reasons to. And yeah. you know what? Now I'm stepping on uh, Jeff Peisch's lines. Uh, Magic Interview Machine. Let's hear my conversation with Jeff Peisch.
3: Um so we're going to talk oh, Can you hold on one one second for a yeah, minute? Hold on. Of course. Sorry, I just have to over hear someone saying something. Just want to make sure we're all clear.
1: Oh, not at all. Not at all. I respect the managerial process and uh <laughs> You know, as a matter of fact, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about. Because usually, when you know, on the show, we we talk to people, you know, writers or composers or actors. What we focus on is sort of a, a pop culture, uh, like a,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, superhero movies and and trends in in culture right now, and how they relate to how, how everything we had as kids has turned into what we're doing now. How. Cheap mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoon shows have led us to be ravenously hungry for big budget superhero movies. That that kind of idea, and uh, and one of the reasons we really wanted to talk to you is because, um, I, as I understand it, you at Time Life. Oh, and by the way, everybody, this is uh, Jeff Peish, uh Vice President of uh, is it is it Marketing at Time Life.
3: Well, it's actually <laughs> since you were asked, it's. It's senior vice president of programming and marketing.
1: There you go, know, senior vice president of programming and marketing. This is in the old in the old sitcoms in the Dick Van Dyke era. This would be the the boss who the protagonist would come home would would bring home for for dinner, and and poor Laura would have to put on a great show. That that's the kind of power and and and, and social class that we're dealing with here today. I know you serialites aren't used to that, but uh Jeff, thank you so much for joining us.
3: You're welcome. Happy to be here.
1: And what I think what you do that ties in so well with our philosophy here at the show is uh the Time Life uh D V D set that that is almost ubiquitous. It, you know, going back, you know, that I remember the old extended commercials for the Time Life, you know, uh sounds of the sixties, uh Right. You know, audio compilations and stuff like that. And, and you guys, they're compendiums of of certain parts of, 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 of American culture. I, I know there's entertainment, there's informative, you guys have done series on lots of things. And what, what you're doing now, and what you've been kind enough to share with us, there's a lot of DVD sets of old TV shows, especially Carol Burnett, Uh, You just got us a a sample of some Don Rickles, uh, lots of celebrity roasts, I think, would be involved. But you, as I understand it, are the only company that's actually putting these out in this format.
3: Well, um, I'm not sure we're the absolute only company, but we've developed an expertise in putting out classic TV shows. And you mentioned Carol Burnett and just – Named several others, the, the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast, the Ed Sullivan Show, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Wonder Years, Get Smart. And our strategy is that our our audience, in, in an age where a lot of people are downloading and streaming, our audience is who I like to describe as aging baby boomers who still want to own product. Um, they, they like to touch and feel it, and display collectible sets on the, on their shelves and on their coffee tables. So our strategy is to present these classic TV shows in in very um, uh, collectible sets with uh, really nice, state of the art packaging, beautiful booklets with photos memorabilia backstage material um we also spend a lot of time money and energy on creating bonus features that go along with the dvd so for example for a a recent carol burnett set that you mentioned we did uh, we videotaped interviews with julie anders tina fey tony bennett alan alda bill hader uh, Kristen Chenoweth, Queen Latifah, and and many others I'm forgetting. Good oh, Lord. All these people talking about Carol Burnett, their memories of the Carol Burnett show, um, and we take that material and, and we create, as I say, featurettes, little mini documentaries. You know, one on the history of the show, uh, one focusing on key sketches, one focusing on the writers, uh, one focusing on the guest stars and and these these make our 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 sets as i say the type of thing that that people want want to own because even though you can stream a you know a, a user generated copy of uh of a of a sketch on youtube um that's very very different than than getting a beautiful deluxe set um that has all all the episodes uh uh remastered restored they look beautiful um plus all these featurettes, which you which you can't get anywhere except through our DVD set. So, so that's that's kind of our expertise, and even it's our it's our niche. And as I say, even in a world where you know everyone's everyone's talking about streaming, um, we found that there's a, a a large enough audience of of people who who do want to own and collect these uh, deluxe DVD sets. We just we just have a new uh a new infomercial. You know, we I, should, I may as well just keep keep going here. Yeah. Um we we market uh as you say via television. Um those are our thirty minute infomercials. And we also have our product out at out of retail. Time like DVDs are at Amazon, Costco, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, uh, Barnes and Noble everywhere. Um and the pattern usually is we initially put a title out uh, Indirect response, and then some months later, have it out at retail. Um, we just initiated a new infomercial offering the Bob Hope TV specials, um, and that's doing very, very well for us. And you know, once again, this is material that you know isn't really available anywhere else. So that's that's kind of a summary of our of our of our strategy, and um, you know, uh, so far it's uh, it's been successful.
1: Well, see, I can see the you know the major difference there, that because the way the business model in entertainment is going is all streaming, which is where, right? You know, of course, everything exists in the ether. There's nothing you can hold in mm-hmm. your hand, but you pay your money to yeah. a provider, and then you have the rights to stream right. it, view it, however. But there's nothing tangible about it, and of course, you get none of those those extras that. In fact, right. if if you're if you're less than 30 years old and you're listening to this, DVD sets are the physical embodiment. You know, it, it's what it's an by necessity. If you want to watch the show, you have to take the disc. You have to put it in the player, just like yeah. video games when you were a kid. And if you're under 30 years old, Bob Hope was an extremely, extremely popular, successful uh, entertainment personality before your time for
3: seven for 70 years
1: yeah you lived, you
3: if you don't to be, know who Bob to be Hope is
1: you definitely yeah. have heard someone do a Bob Hope impression exactly. and and for those of exactly. us like myself who are well past the 30-year mark that was the only way that you got to if you, I remember before you could even go out and buy VHS copies of movies you just had to right. see it when it was in theater, and then hope that you'd be home when it finally made it to television that one night. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. came the idea that oh, well, now you can buy the the VHS copy, and you watch it whenever you want. Yeah, and then technology turned it into DVDs. Technology, I think, made the biggest leap when it went to streaming. And yeah. I'm glad
3: that you guys And are I still should awesome. say, many many, much of our programming is available. Streaming, but what we do is we take select segments and and make it available on on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Amazon, etc. So we, you know, as I say, we we do take advantage of the new distribution streams, but our um, you know, far and away, our the the, the our customers are still uh, focused on uh, uh, purchasing and owning DVD sets. Well,
1: how uh, how how long do you think that model will work? I mean, I don't think any of these millennials, they just don't understand that concept, and they wouldn't see any advantage to that sort of thing. Uh, The extras might not be enough to sell them. In fact, in the back of my head, I have a feeling that most of your loyal customers would just buy those sets anyway, and then the extras on there are exactly their nice little
3: bonus. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. We have been asking at Time Life how much longer – is the business going to last? And, uh, and and I should say that we also still sell physical CDs, not as many as we used to. But you know, similarly, that that audience, uh, there's an audience that, that wants to to buy CDs. And I've been with a company uh, 23 years, and I remember going back, you know, 10, 15 years, having conversations about. Well, in another two to five years, we'll probably see the end of the CD and DVD business. And then two to five years would go by, and then we'd have a conversation again. Well, it's probably going to be two or three years, and then another two or three years mm-hmm. would go by. Um, so, well, let me I, ask you, and this I, you might... know, are we going to be sitting here in 30 years? Probably not selling <laughs> CDs and DVDs, but um, so somewhere between now and, and, and 30 years maybe.
1: Well, there must um, have been a point, and, but, you know, sometime uh, – Maybe even just before you came on twenty years ago, but there must have been a point where the discussion was, "Well, we're going to have to stop selling audio cassettes and just sell CDs." And that, yeah, well, Time Life
3: started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time Life started selling LPs, of course, Mm -hmm. um, vinyl, which is coming back and then audio cassettes, and then for a while, and then CDs came in. For a while, it was a little complicated. We had all three formats, LP, CDs, and uh, cassettes. And then in the offices here, if you ever come here, we have some, some gold records on the wall that are awarded for you know reaching certain sales levels. And, and they have little icons of all three of the formats, the LP, the audio cassette, and the CD, <laughs> because – because these titles that we you know surpassed sales levels for were were available in all three forms, of match. kind of a nice relic. That's,
1: but that yeah, I mean, I think the difference between an audio cassette and a CD is, of course, there is you know better fidelity. It's a different, a different machine you need to play it, uh, but you're you're of course getting the same product that you're listening to, mm-hmm. which also goes mm-hmm. to streaming. Pandora is going to have the same song that you could have bought on on an 8 track, an LP, uh audio cassette and then a CD. But I think the yep, major yep. break does come between once you once the CD era ended, it was just MP3s. There was no longer anything physical about it. And I think that is the the that is the biggest leap. And you guys yeah, uh, it's very hard and, to and, have a foot on both sides. You,
3: yeah, I have I have two kids who were uh 22 and 18 I had to think for a minute and they, <laughs> they love, love, love music. And they, they do a lot of Spotify. They do a lot of uh, listening that way. Rhapsody, they listen to stuff on YouTube, but they also, if there's a band they really, really like. Uh, and I'm I'm proud of the fact that I've trained them both to love and be knowledgeable about classic rock with the Beatles, Beach Boys, Led Zeppelin, the Doors, those bands, they, they have downloaded and have the actual files on their on their iPhone, so they don't have to depend on, you know, Spotify to stream any anytime they want to listen to a song. So um, that's kind of to me the the kind of in between demarcation. If you're dependent just completely on Spotify, I'd say you, maybe you're not as committed of a music listener as as the people who still like to purchase the files. And then and then have them and own them, so they can kind of move them around and you know have easier access to them.
1: Yeah, see that's that is an interesting demarcation because it's almost that you can treat the file as something almost physical. You know, yeah, it is yeah. somehow physically on your hard drive somewhere. Yeah, even though well, you that's, can't that's pick a, it up and look at it or
3: exactly can't touch it, it's there though. Yeah.
1: And then, and then, when it comes to Spotify, Pandora, if you're in the wrong room, then that service is just off. Suddenly, you go from all the music in the world to absolutely none.
3: Right. Exactly. I can. Yeah. And and to me, my my, you know, uh, not not to be critical, but I I, I, those channels have a ton of great. um, Those services have a ton of great channels um you know those made by the the spotify programmers and those made by by a lot of the you know celebrity uh artists but um you're you're kind of dependent on 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 that to to discover new music and you know i come from the generation of where you would find out about new music through the radio or through friends and like you say then you would you know seek out you know ways to to find it and 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 hopefully that it comes on radio or TV again and and I I think that's part of the fun with both music and and, and TV shows you know the d- discovery of it and 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 learning about it through you know through friends or 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 journalists like like yourself mm-hmm. I
1: I think I, I think you're right I think espe music especially I mean there's always been that sort of subculture of super music fans who will spend years scouring used record shops or going to flea markets and stuff looking for this one specific pressing of one bootleg song or one concert performance right, by exactly. one band. And it becomes like a holy grail for them. And all of that right. you know, mystification is gone as soon as you say, okay, here's a compendium of every single song ever recorded. Give us 10 bucks a month yeah. and have anything
3: you want. It's
1: almost yeah, but good luck. Up. Good
3: luck finding what you want. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you want, if you want, if you want to find, you know, the best Miles Davis, where do you start? Miles Davis probably recorded a hundred albums. <laughs> yep. I'd rather, I'd rather find a friend who's a real, a jazz aficionado, and say, hey, can can you let me know the top two or three albums for Miles Davis I, I should start with if I want to start to get into him.
1: Yep, and then begins the process yep. of trying to track them down, find them so that when yeah. you finally, yeah. you know, put the needle down on that LP. By the way, everyone, if if you're not a DJ and you're under 30, needles were used to play records. So Everything <laughs> yep. I just said makes sense, but, you know, when you would do yeah. that and then put on your big headphones, which do still exist, but then then yeah. you would have the the pride, the accomplishment. Um were are you personally a big fan of these properties, or was this just kind of what was in the library? And you said, All right, now we're going to do a now we're going to interview. Oh, now I'm celebrities a big big, big,
3: big, big fan of all the shows we put out. I'm I turned 60 recently, so you know, I definitely grew up watching TV in the 60s and 70s, and um. You know that that was the time when there. It's a cliche to talk about a new year when there was only three networks, but most of my upbringing, even through college, there were there were only three three networks. And uh, so Carol Burnett, Dean Martin, Johnny Carson. You know those are just iconic um, shows for me. And the fact that they're still you know uh, uh, resonating today um, it just speaks to how how well made they were. Um, we've um, I've gotten to know Carol Burnett uh, quite a bit, working on, on DVD sets w- with her. And, you know, one of the things she talks about is that there's nothing like a, a, a good old belly laugh. And, uh, you know, that's what it's about. You know, the, the the writing, the performing, the characters, the sketches are just, they're timeless. And it's been over 40 years since that show was on TV. And, uh, you know, I mentioned some of the people we uh, interviewed for Bonus Features, Tina Faye. Um, if you look at her book, Bossy Pants, uh, maybe you've interviewed her on your show. Um, in the opening of the book, she talks about people that influenced her, and the first name she mentions is Carol Burnett. So, and that's and that's true of, of Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, Jane Lynch. It's just you can't think of a current uh, comedian who who hasn't been been influenced by by Carol Burnett. Yeah. So it's a long way of saying, you know, yeah, I absolutely was a fan. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think, and a and, lot of it, a it, lot of people can draw a direct line from Lucille Ball to Carol Burnett that now branches out to, right. you know, hundreds yeah, of it, talented new yeah. comedians or newer, you know, compared to Carol mm-hmm.
3: Burnett time frame. But and the great thing about, if I can give a little plug here, the great thing about this, the new Carol Burnett we have out now called Lost Episodes. It's it's the Lost Episodes because. It's the first five seasons of The Carol Burnett Show. The show ran for 11 seasons. Mm -hmm. And the later six seasons were released on DVD by us three and a half years ago. Um, But we weren't able to release the first five seasons until just now, which is why we're calling it The Lost Episodes. And the great thing about these episodes and these seasons of the show is they have people like Lucille Ball, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Bob Newhart, who weren't, uh, did not appear in the later seasons of the Carol Burnett show. Um, you, you mentioned Lucille Ball, um, and she, of course, was was Carol Burnett's hero, and she uh, she only appeared on the show twice in the early seasons, and uh, those episodes are included in the in the lost episodes DVD
1: set. I actually, I, I saw i saw one of them from from that collection with Lucille Ball. Yeah. Because yeah. I had never known. I didn't, from what I remember, because my parents were big Carol Burnett fans, so I would catch it when it was in syndication as a kid. I didn't remember, or maybe I didn't recognize them at that age, but I didn't remember a lot of guest stars like that.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. Well they had the you know, they had the main cast, Harvey Corman and Vicky Lawrence, Lyle Wagner, and then later Tim Conway, but you know, they were guests every week. Um, you know, everyone some of them some of them were more music oriented, like, you know, Steve Lawrence, Edie Gourmet, you know, others others were, were comedy. I mean, Bob Newhart appeared on the show many, many times. Um, Don Rickles appeared quite a bit. And uh you know, it was similar to um uh, Saturday night live in that you know the, the 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 guest stars were written into the sketches some of them were freestanding sketches others were the the long running characters that um that the show had you know the Carol Burnett show was was famous for um for the family series of sketches which which later turned into an off shoot show Mama's family starring Vicki lawrence um and many guests would come on and play characters in the family uh, dick Van dyke tommy smothers um and, and they would they would find uh ways to to get them into the uh sketch you know Tommy smothers would play you know the long lost brother who you you know you've heard of but you never actually saw well lo and behold it's a it's a perfect character for him to play. That's and uh, so yeah, so there were a lot of guests in the uh, in the early years, and through, throughout all eleven seasons, there were. 10 yeah, I would say
1: that format stayed with. It. Well, then why why did you choose to start uh, when you first put out the first batch? Why did you choose to start with uh, season six onwards?
3: The, the rights weren't available. There were there was. Uh, clearance and legal issues with getting the first five seasons. Uh,
1: did that have something to we, do with the caliber of guest stars they had
3: the first few years? or uh, You know, who who knows? I'm not sure what, what the specific legal reasons were about, but, you know, we weren't able to work it out. And But the good news is we, we figured out a way to work it out. Good. Um, In fact, I'm
1: glad you brought and, that up because I did want to give you a big thank you uh it was okay. might might have been about a year ago or so we we did our show when the uh when the wonder years box set came
3: out oh great which
1: speaks yeah. very directly to me and my generation that was what yeah. i literally grew up watching i'm kevin arnold's age so oh, that okay. really meant something to me and um we didn't realize until we actually started watching the dvds and then just out of curiosity because i think it was on netflix as well so I thought, well, yeah, I'll pop it up on Netflix, see what the difference is here between the streaming and the DVDs. And immediately I realized, Hey, these aren't the songs on the Netflix version
4: yeah. that they yeah. had. Yeah. And
1: so it turns out it was a music rights issue that kept this DVD set yeah. from hitting for 20 some years.
3: Years. Absolutely. And, um, And we, you know, the show was, the copyright of the show was owned by Fox Television. And we, Time Life, went to Fox and said, hey, we want to put it out. We will pay for the rights to clear all the music. And it was hundreds and hundreds of songs. And, you know, many big, big, big songs. Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix. Um, You know, that was well over a year of work contacting music publishers and record companies to clear all the music. And it, did did that end up being uh, yeah.
1: the biggest expense involved?
3: Oh, far and away. Is yes. It,
1: would you would you consider that it was worth it? I mean, I don't know the final numbers. And oh, I absolutely. You have to you, I mean it.
3: you saw? Yeah, I mean you saw the the set, and you know, we also we they had great great bonus features for that. And I don't know what version of it you were sent, but we did a version that came in a, a, a an actual tin locker, you know. Yep. To, That was the one. We did an entire show just about how
1: cool the packaging was. Because there is something to be said about uh, getting something physical, tangible. Like I said, we could have just watched this on Netflix, but I was so excited to get this. And the extras were awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm very, very proud of that. And, in fact, you said you're the age of of Kevin Arno. When Fred Savage, um, the actor, uh, received a DVD set um, and immediately called me and could not have been more complimentary um, of of the set. And and I remember him saying, there's so much cool stuff in here. I don't you know where to begin. (laughs) Between the the replica notebooks, you know, that Kevin and Winnie held, and and all the the photos and the the memorabilia stuff, um, plus the bonus features. We we replicated a a high school hallway, and I remember we we set Mm up... uh, Fred and Danica and uh, and Josh, and uh, had them you know talk in, in a setting similar to what you know what many of the scenes in the, in the TV show. Yeah, yeah we it's a great I, show, that for, show. The, for that
1: episode, I actually had a a long uh, interview with Dan Loria, who played uh, Kevin's father. Oh yeah, and he yep, and yep. when we got to this subject, he ha- he could not say better things about you guys. I mean, he was talking oh, about ahead. you like. Yeah. The two of you were in the trenches together in the Korean War. He said, "Time Life <laughs> stepped it up. They made it happen. We've been waiting decades for this." uh um, yeah. you know, he he helped me to appreciate even more what I thought I had figured out and said, "All right, cool. They 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 paid to do it right, so I don't mind giving yeah. them you know extra money because you know, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna pay for my Netflix. I could watch it there." Yeah but you went yeah. above and beyond to make it worth it to me as a consumer. Yeah. I don't know if that attitude is going to hold, like I said, with the millennial generation and everyone going forward who yeah. don't really appreciate that kind of thing. But I'll say, Jeff, you, you got yeah. me on the hook.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah, and Dan, Dan is a great guy. He did a lot of press and promotion for us. Uh, he's a, just a really solid, solid guy. Just All of them were great. It was great getting to know Fred and Danica and Danica and Allie Mills, and, uh, you know, I think the cast, they, like you say, they were, we, we, if you saw the bonus features, we, we replicated, in addition to the high school, we, we had a, a, a soundstage in LA where we replicated the kitchen, where so many scenes were, and I remember when they all walked in, and they just walked over to, it and they were just speechless, everyone said, wow, this is the exact chair, this is the same coffee mug, this is everything, so. It was very, uh, uh, it was an emotional experience, uh, uh, working on it with them. And, uh, that, that show really stands to the test of time. Some of these episodes are so damn poignant. Yeah. Um, the writing, Bob great, is yeah. genius. Yeah. 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 Great guy. Yeah. Um,
1: see, it sounds like you are, uh, yeah. you are a big fan of the show anyway. Uh, does it doesn't sound like this wasn't just a business decision you made, which makes me wonder, yeah. are there any properties like you have your eye on regardless of the kind of, you know, numbers you're just like, I yeah, really want to
3: see- few- Yeah, there's still a few out there. I won't name them because I don't want to jinx them. Um, but, you know, our, you know, back to our strategy and our business model, we don't release a ton of titles each year. Some companies you know, every every week they put out a couple new DVD releases, um, and that's nothing to take away from that. That's one way of doing it. We we release a few a year, um, and we really uh, focus on them, spend a lot of time, energy, and money uh, making them really, really collectible. And um, you know, they do take a long time, and, and some people like to, you know, they point out that. We, Time Life, seem to always work on the the projects that are complicated and take a lot of time, effort, and money. And and before Wonder Years, we released China Beach the the year before, um, which was similarly uh, filled with music and uh, very time-consuming and expensive to uh, clear the rights. And each of them had been sitting there um, ready for release, yeah, uh, as they said, Fox owned Wonder Years and Warner Brothers owned China Beach, and they could have released them themselves. And they they looked at the opportunity and and you know decided that it was uh, probably too much uh, too much money for them. And in their position, I would agree because they have a steady supply of big ticket feature films coming through their DVD distribution. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it wasn't it wasn't as big a priority for them. But for us, it it, it made sense.
1: Well, yeah, there's a certain amount of, and this is what I what I think is at the heart of it, what every product that you've sent to us or that I've found on my own from you guys has brought so much nostalgia to me. Right. It's that nostalgia factor. Thank you very much, Jeff.
3: All right. Well, great talking to you, Dan.
1: All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time, Jeff. Now back to work.
3: It was an unbelievable decade of sights and sounds, full of musical
0: magic made by legendary artists, great groups and pop superstars. It was the best of the absolute best that filled the airwaves. It was the
4: 70s. Hi, I'm Rick Dease.
2: And I make a living playing great music on the radio, and I can tell you firsthand, there's never been a
4: time in music history quite like the 70s. To this day, it is the most requested and appreciated music of all time. I'm here today to introduce a brand new,
2: fantastic CD package from Time Life. It's called Sounds of the 70s. And it contains music from a decade that witnessed some of the all-time biggest superstars and supergroups.
0: Sounds of the 70s is not the best collection you've ever heard. Send it back and we'll refund your full purchase price. This special collection is not sold in stores. So order with your credit card and get Sounds of the 70s. Plus your free collector's box and free shipping and handling. I'm Rick Dees,
4: And I'm Shelley Sanders.
0: Enjoy the music, and we'll see you soon.
1: <laughs> Operators are standing by. See, that's what I mean. That was like the beginnings of infomercials. I almost played the whole thing right there. Uh, but, hey, how about that uh, senior vice president of programming and marketing, Jeff Peisch? And we talk about nostalgia, which is... Uh, Uh, You remember those days when you were a kid and you watched shows like Carol Burnett uh, and you watched shows like Lassie and you watched shows like Andy Griffith because that's what your parents were watching because they had their choice of like three networks. And um, if you were a kid with Netflix, you might not necessarily
2: ever – Try Andy Griffith. Well, that's but you had no choice back then. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. You know, now we live in this world where we we're picking everything: what articles we read on the news, and what TV shows we're watching, how we're watching them. We're not. Damn this freedom! (laughs) No commercials anymore. We can't even enjoy. You know any of these time-lapse commercials anymore? You know, <laughs> so you know a lot of things we're having you know we're having difficulty hanging on to. Yeah. And um, there's something really sweet about taking the time and the care, not just to put all these things in one place, but into putting it and packaging it in such an attractive way. Yeah. You know, because we talked about it. They know our... they have to do a little bit more
1: yeah. than the streaming people do yeah I say, exactly. if we get the rights we're not putting it out unless we pay for all the original music and that's you know obviously what took wonder years decades to get done. that was
2: such an important and part of that ones show who we're
1: willing to step up and yeah, do that yeah otherwise we'd all be watching netflix you know uh, uh you know airzots music soundtrack <laughs> filled <laughs> Yes. Yeah. and and we'd never and we're probably such stupid sheep we'd never would have realized so thank you time life Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for uh, Carol Burnett. We actually we, we, we got to watch some. We were watching that was some of very it. Very funny. That was I remember in, that, that was that incredible. As
2: a kid. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that I remember about that show was this was another thing where I was a little tiny kid, mm-hmm. maybe six or seven when this maybe when this show was on, yeah. or maybe even I was watching. I don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea when this show came out, but I've probably seen every episode with my dad. Yeah. And I remember the part that I remember the most, and if you guys are around our age, you're going to remember this too, was when Carol Burnett, it was a little animation part where it would show Carol Burnett, she was kind of dressed like a like, like a, a cleaning lady. Like right? a, yeah, like yeah. A, like and she was cleaning the stage after the show yeah, or she whatever, was mopping up. And she would pull on the curtain string, as I remember it, and the curtain would come down, but I remember her like either scratching her butt or pulling her panties out. You know, or, I do well, remember that. They're they? not panties or knickers or something, right? Ooh, you know, no. uh, bloomers. Yeah, bloomers. Yeah, that's, bloomers. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And so she would like pull them out, and it was like this. You know, and she's famous for her little like. You know, I think she did a tug and a yeah, week. she would yeah. tug
1: her. I think it was like a something she had with her mom. So uh, she would every like does, yeah, would
2: do that. Yeah, so I remember those things, and it's neat. Now, aside from my nostalgia of the show, what I didn't know then, and what I got to experience watching this show for the first time as an adult, really was the incredible acts that were on and the guest stars mm-hmm. that were a part of it. I mean, this show was ahead of its time. It was before, way before Saturday Night Live, yep. you know, way, way before that. And it was they were doing skits and they were being poignant. And they were tackling you know, issues and like racism
1: and stuff. Carol Burnett, The Lost Episodes, oh, that's right. yeah. as we talked about in the interview, uh-huh. uh, which is a great one. And as we said, it's the early seasons mm-hmm. because they finally
2: got the rights to them. Yeah. And they fought for them. Yeah. Um, they have never been seen other than its time on the air and its brief time on syndication. Those early seasons, this is the first time that most of the world is seeing it again. I mean, this is a big deal. And there's big mm. stars on it, yeah. on, this, on these first seasons. Or so we're led to believe.
1: I remember them as big stars. I mean, millennials might not remember who they were. But, I mean, you know, you have this chain of, of uh, you know, uh, Lucille Ball, mm-hmm. Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. to an explosion of actual good comedians. Tina Fey, comedians, Amy, yeah, female, Schumer, Tina Fey yeah, yeah. Amy Poehler, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. who are, you know, there's always been funny women, I assume. Always. But now it's easier for them to break into the mainstream, and it's better for me to laugh at them.
2: That's <laughs> right. So you're watching the
1: early steps here. Yeah. The early steps of a TV icon in the Carol Burnett show, The Lost Episodes, featuring original <laughs> broadcast episodes from seasons one through five, not seen since their original airing more than 40 years ago wow. and handpicked by Carol herself. Time Life has a configuration for every fan, whether a die-hard Tarzan-yelling ear-tugger or a newbie discovering the incredible talents of Burnett for the very first time. And aside from the six-disc retail set, which features 16 magical episodes and nearly five hours of bonus programming, including a backstage tour of CBS Studio 33... I've been there. 13 exclusive new interviews with Alan Alda, Julie Andrews, Bill Hader, Queen Latifah, Don Rickles, and others. Bonus sketches and never-before-seen bloopers and outtakes. Time Life has also released two exclusive configurations. Uh The Ultimate Collection includes 22 DVDs. Yeah, (laughs) it's a beast. Over 20 hours of specially created bonus programming, a collectible guest book, and more. And... The VIP edition uh-huh. features all of that. Yep, these twenty-two CDs, uh-huh. twenty hours of extra. Oh my God! Plus, a hand-signed, personalized greeting on the cover of the guest book from Carol. I don't have that one. Each VIP edition will be numbered and arrive with a certificate of authenticity. Authenticity. Now, <laughs> it would be completely up up to yourselves to go get the <laughs> VIP edition. But if you can, if you can live with just watching the Carol Burnett, The Lost Episodes. Uh-huh. Well, I think we might be able to help you there.
2: Yeah. Um, but that is just one of the box sets. That we are giving away That we want to give away. And we're
1: going <laughs> to explain exactly how soon, because the, the, if you win, the you the might not just get that. You might get something else, including... You might be stuck with Don Rickles. Don Rickles. <laughs> oh, you hockey pucks. <laughs> now you're in for it.
2: Hockey puck, I don't think you know what you're saying there. That's, no, I spend, that's his thing. I know, but you know what he's saying? Yeah, he says hockey puck. Yeah, but you know, he's saying, you know.
1: No, no, you just think he's saying it's it. It's a racial. Shame swear. on you. No, it's not. It
2: is. Not. Yes, it is. <laughs> he says know. it so lovingly.
1: Oh, he does. not say anything <laughs> lovingly.
2: People, Don people,
1: Rickles, people king of the zinger. And whether you know him from his many appearances on The Tonight Show, his uproarious stand up his decades on TV from from The Van Dyke Show to the 70s-era Navy sitcom CPO Sharky, or his turn as Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story trilogy. That's right. Rickles is Hollywood royalty, and Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles, the ultimate TV collection, captures the legend at the peak of his powers. Uh, Not to imply that his powers have diminished at all
4: <laughs> Mr.
1: Rickles sorry i didn't write this copy now this eight disc dvd set featuring nearly 20 hours of some of rickles finest on-screen moments contains his 470s comedy specials the many sides of don rickles don rickles alive and kicking mr warmth and quite simply rickles <laughs>
4: Which highlights his expansive
1: there. talents.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he could
1: have done a little more for that. Yeah, just call it Rickles, hey, you, hockey call it Rickles
2: you hockey puck. <laughs>
4: so
1: these, the, these highlight his expansive talents and showcase a who's who of 20th century Hollywood icons, including Frank Sinatra, John Wayne, Johnny uh-huh. Carson, Jack Klugman, Dean Martin, Bob Newhart, Carol O'Connor, and so many, many more. Yeah. Also included are both complete seasons 37 half-hour episodes of CPO Sharky.
2: It's actually a very funny show. (laughs) Previously unavailable on any format. I know.
1: Until their 2015 DVD release by none other than Time Life. It's here. Exclusive bonus features on the set include newly shot intros from Don himself, never-before-seen outtakes and unedited scenes, and more. Who knows what else?
2: It's a hearty collection.
1: So that's there's a good chance you could win that as well. Uh-huh. But is that all, Mark? No, isn't there something no. else that you remember no. very fondly, and I feel ashamed of remembering very fondly?
3: Yeehaw!
1: Oh, you're <laughs> damn close. That's right, guys. You remember
3: <laughs> Saturday
1: afternoons?
2: I think it was Sundays.
1: Was, was it Sundays? Yeah, I know. Sunday was, it was weekend afternoons, like late afternoon, sometime when when. Yeah. You know, right after all the really, yeah. really cheap syndicated shows were done, <laughs> yeah. you know it would come on. That's right. Hee haw! Hee haw! Hee haw! <laughs> yeah, countries. Oh,
2: this one was great. How could you not be excited about this one? Chances are, many of our listeners, this was this is this is going to make a fantastic gift for your paws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. thing, this thing is fantastic, and and. Uh, uh, I remember being you know weekends were a lot of times we would spend at our you know at our grandma's house, you know we're spending the weekend there we're gonna give the parents a a weekend or a night off or whatever. But I remember this show so well. It would be like, you know the like that like classic gag of people popping out of the haystacks telling like these one line yeah. jokes and they're, like, they're really yeah. crass and stuff really, like that.
1: Really, it was it, yeah such a it was a farm or like if. If laughing yeah, Laugh-in. was just too sophisticated for you,
2: <laughs> hee-haw was
1: right up your alley. Like, wouldn't
2: like uh, on like laughing, they would pop out of windows, right? Yeah. Okay. They'd have and those on
1: mod doors and windows and the set. Do you They'd remember?
2: You can't do that on television.
1: Yeah. they they, they would do it they out they of the lockers. That exact same thing, yeah, yeah. right? From them, just little
2: gag, which yeah. Yeah.
1: which they did on Haw between the fence and the cornfield and the haystacks. They would always,
2: and it was always hey, some- <laughs> had hicks popping out of everywhere. And there was always some, we- there was always some weird like, um, you know, some hot blonde popping out and talking about Paul, yep. you know, like some When that weird, come hither stare, <laughs> Yeah, some weird sexual <laughs> stuff going on there. Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was a great show. And then they would break away and like, and like it would be like this like moment, and then you would hear, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty, or yeah. take it away, Conway Twitty. Yep, and there it is, or Conway Twitty, Charlie Rich, or Charlie Rich, Jr. Or, yeah. you know. And time life has brought that back. It's
1: here. It's here. They put out. Uh, I don't know if every minute. Ever was, but Uh I can tell you that Time Life invites home audiences back to rural Cornfield County for some timeless (laughs) down-home entertainment with a Hee Haw collection. Uh This three-disc collection features five episodes, never before available at retail, from the longest-running weekly syndicated series in television history. You said running? (laughs) <laughs> it, it was running. It was the longest running.
2: You said running. That's right.
1: <laughs> These vintage episodes from the late 60s and early 70s are rarely seen since their original broadcast and feature all the Cornfield County regulars, including co host Roy, Clark, Roy Clark Buck Owens,
2: oh my God, and their Owens.
1: hilarious comedy, plus country legends like Conway Twitty, uh-huh. performing Hello,
2: Darling, Nice to see you. Merle it's been Haggard. a long time. Singing
1: his classic,
2: Okie from Muskogee. I'm just an Okie from Muskogee.
1: Tammy Wynette performing her number one hit, Ways to Love a Man. Take it away, Marky.
2: Stand by your
3: <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, you know, I tried. I don't. Uh, I'm sure, <laughs> sure
1: the feminist movement will eventually get to you. I
2: know both kinds of music. Don't worry. <laughs> Country and Western. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's also an unforgettable duet with Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn performing Picking Wild Mountain Berries. I have no idea what that You're was not even going to give but it but a try. I can't
2: wait to open this. And Girl,
1: <laughs> I can't wait to pick your wild mountain berries. I think that's how it went. That sounds about yeah. right. Plus, other country legends like Charlie Rich, Hank Williams uh-huh. Jr., and so many other chart-toppers riff with picking and grinning, singing and spinning tall tales and corny jokes. The set also includes bonus interviews with the show regulars including Roy Clark, Lulu Roman, George Lindsay, Charlie McCoy, and Jim and John Hagger, as well as bonuses including all-time favorite comedy from the early years and Hee Haw Laughs featuring Board Fence, Cornfield, <laughs> Moonshine, <laughs> Dr. Spot, of course. Old Philosopher, <laughs> General Store, Haystack, Schoolhouse, and theories of quantum mechanics. This sounds fantastic. One of those was made up. I'll let you guess which one.
2: Did you say cornhole? <laughs> there,
1: there was no cornhole there. Okay.
2: There, there was a cornfield. Okay. And there was a haystack. And I've, uh, this was, I This I want this one sounds the best. And I know. I love Carol Burnett, but uh, Well, and
1: that's and that's I mean, all of that is just on the basic 3 disc set. They even have uh other uh, I think they've got uh a a couple other packages. That you can say if you're a yeah. real diehard yeah. hee haw fan, mm-hmm. go check those out where you will probably get all the hee haw. Yeah. But anyway, you might, if you are willing to participate in our little giveaway, uh-huh. well, my friend, you are going to get one of those three DVD box sets mm-hmm. to relive either your actual childhood if you're old enough, or your childhood in syndication if you're our age, or I don't know, I guess just for irony if you're a young hipster now. Yeah. Oh.
2: Or if you are a owner of a hipster bar, get the collection of oh, Eha. You are going to want play to it on the big E-haw screen on <laughs> 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 this TV's. In there. Yeah. people will love it.
1: Oh, and I think the aspect ratio is probably made for <laughs> right. what I'm guessing you're going to buy a 1987 television <laughs> for your hipster bar. That's
2: right. Whiskey sales whoosh, up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's right. going to be great. Yes. <laughs> Do oh, this, boy. This is this is great. So. Win one for yourself, or buy one for your dad yes. okay the uh the hehawk collection is thirty nine ninety five Don Rickles and Carol Burnett are fifty nine ninety five for their deluxe versions. You can buy cheaper ones that only have like you know half of the collection yeah. all this stuff so there's many, many sizes that can fit your wallet, but if you can't afford any of it uh send a uh
1: you would have to spend. Millions
2: of dollars for the
1: rights to all of these shows, but thanks to Time Life, they have already done so
2: and are willing to share them with you.
1: And Operators yep, are
2: standing by now, right now, and compliments of Maddie P Radio, we're giving away yep. three of them. And Tell them how you might even get free ones. Now, what? What I this is what I need y'all to do. And Twitter is preferred, but if you're shy, we can do the
1: email. If you're shy, if yeah. you're not on, if you're not on uh, on the Twitter, uh-huh. we will take an email. Yes, but either a uh, tweet at. at Stay Classy
3: SDCC. Stay classy SDCC.
1: Mm-hmm. Once again, that's at Stay Classy SDCC. Mm-hmm. Or email us at Saturday Morning Serial at com. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do, preferably in less than 140 characters or even less than that, tell us a memory you have of a Time Life commercial. What was your favorite? What is the theme that stands out in your mind? And uh, did you ever actually buy any? Bonus, you will be put to the front of the line if you actually give us some answers to the mysteries of the unknown.
2: <laughs> oh, I would love to know that. <laughs> I personally will really pull for you. I'll
1: put, I'll put I'll put a little bit of extra rubber cement on on your
2: slip and the drawing. That's right. And we are taking all entries until December thirteenth, so that you get it in time for Christmas.
1: That's right.
2: Okay. So uh,
1: because technically, it's not regifting. If you get it from us and don't open it
3: <laughs> and no. just wrap it and give it
1: to your dad, that's still all right. But if you do open it, pop it in, turns out you love it so much, head over to Time Life, buy another. Great great guys down there. Uh, God knows how much longer they're going to be able to keep this gig up. So <laughs> please help them out constantly. a little bit. Help them out a Put little bit. Put it on bit.
2: eBay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they whatever. don't
1: dominate the airwaves like they used to.
2: Oh, you know what? But it, and, what? Oh, and
1: Incidentally, Time... Still a magazine for now. It Life. Is. used to be a magazine. Long gone. Yeah. It didn't morph into something else. It just. Buy. It's gone. Buy yeah. magazine.
2: They still own a building down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Look, luckily they were able to serve. They're still. They're still. Sur- they're thriving. Hell, they're thriving in a world where print media is going off the cliff. Yeah. They're just hanging
2: on to this thing. <laughs> so help them
1: out because they still want to entertain you and this is what they're providing. Um, this is great
2: stuff. I mean, and you know, okay, so let's so, just say that you are a winner, all right? And you are a bastard child. You have you have no father. Wow, and you're just you're <laughs> down on your luck. But Merry Christmas what? from Saturday Morning Cereal to you. <laughs> you just won something that's really cool. Open it up. Maybe you've never seen CPO Sharky. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's funny as hell. It really is hilarious. Don Rickles did not become a comedian legend by accident. <laughs> no, it's really good, and that you was... it, it, it'll be shocking to you what TV looked like back then and what they got away with. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of subterfuge going on there. That was uh,
1: yeah, there was, was some was... clever stuff. This you you don't know what television used to be until you come to us, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to send some to you. Uh-huh. All you got to do is tweet or email us. Uh, boy, a couple of terms that nobody on any of those shows. That would just that would have blown their mind. I know. Tweet. i got to tweet you. i got to <laughs> email you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul,
3: you don't tweet
2: me, Paul.
1: Okay, yeah. Again, <laughs> See, I again, told the, It the gets sexual oddly sexual. Undertone. Yeah, it just feels just, wrong. I told you. And maybe you. that's what I enjoyed most about the show. Yeah. But I watched a lot of hee-haw in my time. Well,
2: think about it. Let's go back a little bit. Allie May, hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Who was the hottest chick on Gilligan's Island? I
1: go back and forth, but I got I got to say it's uh, it's uh, Marianne. It's,
2: it's Marianne. Marianne,
1: that, that those, farmer daughter thing farmer really daughters. works.
2: God, it, you, that's the, yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. here we go. It's it's happening again. <laughs>
1: yeah. So if you've never seen it, but somehow you have seen Dukes of Hazard. It was oh a whole bunch God. of daisy dukes. Daisy Dukes popping See? out of the floor, and they would tell terrible jokes. <laughs> so watch this show. This show is so good. Smiles. It's
2: so funny. It's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the music's good. If if you like any if you it's, like Western at all.
1: If you like awesome. hardcore death metal, you're gonna love Ehawk. You're, you're gonna hate <laughs> Ehaw. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> if you like comedy, Don Rickles, uh he. I don't, I don't know that there's much music in the Don Rickles collection. No, that's in but there. Carol Burnett you will did a get lot. it on Carol Burnett yeah, and Key Haw. Uh-huh. You're going to get comedy everywhere. Mm-hmm. You have comedy coming out of your cornholes. Mm-hmm. All you got to do, tweet us at Stay, Stay Classy S D C C, or email us at if you don't have
2: the Twitter, email us at Saturday morning serial Saturday at Maddie P Radio com and we will. We're going to get you in there. Uh, we're expecting a lot of entries for this because these are awesome collections.
4: And the holidays and, coming up, and, and you have everybody until wants a cheap December
2: thirteenth, so don't worry, plenty of time to get them in. And you might be hearing us on the podcast, you might be hearing us live. I, don't, I have no idea, but yeah. yeah but you if you are to listening
1: to this after December thirteenth, two thousand
2: and fifteen, sorry, sorry, but we'll give you something. Probably, I have a lot of stuff. Maybe I have a lot of stuff. I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, baby. Maybe. I got uh, I got about a half a can of Diet Coke here. That's going to the first tweeter. Yeah, first tweeter.
1: <laughs>
2: first tweeter who wants a half a can of Diet Coke. It's all yours. It's all yours. Just come on up and pick it up here. All right.
1: Nobody tweets in the next hour. It's going on the Craigslist. <laughs>
4: Craig, put this on your lid. (laughs) Half a can. It's half a can.
1: Oh, that's Craig—he is very accommodating and a little pervy. He's a little pervy.
4: He lives behind a fence.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, oh God, I want to say this might be the last time
2: you hear from us Uh, before the holidays. The crazy holiday season coming up. But even better than that. There's something even bigger. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I think there's, uh,
2: there's a new Leonardo DiCaprio movie coming yeah, that out, I believe. that looks good. That looks good. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that. There's uh, Quint Tarantino. That looks good, too. That's yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, you're I'll, you're I'll, hateful That's going to be good. Yep, that's going to yep. be fantastic. But before that, yep. we always find a way to talk about Star Wars at least once on the show. Yep. Well, it seems apropos.
1: Yeah, is this is the last
2: time we can
1: talk to you, or our people, uh-huh. before... Mm-hmm. The newest Star Wars movie comes out. We, we we'd be remiss not to say something. I know,
2: something. and and, and uh, you like, know, happy obviously Star Wars, everybody, happy Star Wars Day or whatever. But you know, we obviously we wanted to do a big Star Wars. Show. We've always wanted to do one. We did a, we, we 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 did one for celebration, and that was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do instead is, at after the Force Awakens comes out, to celebrate the fallout. Yeah. And, and after we've all had some time to digest, yes, after that, well, we have something really to talk about, real yeah. to talk about. We we are going to do an awesome, amazing Star Wars spectacular. We're going to do this. We've got guests lining up already. Um, we know what we want to do with this. It's, it, it's we just have to wait to see the movie. Yeah, before, to make sure that yeah, we're right. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, as I'm calling, I'm I'm calling a lot of chips here. You but know, yeah, like, we're we're gonna yeah. be we're, there's gonna be a lot going on on yeah, our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: we're gonna yeah. have a, a duet with uh, Tammy Wynette and uh, Tony Clifton Jr.
2: <laughs> Tony Clifton, <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. Okay, all right, that's fine. You know, yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I'm gonna use the force. At you, least one. The, okay. Mm-hmm. So All you're right. going to want to tune in for that. Yeah. and But un- until then, you know, because tis the season to l- snap hiss a lightsaber. Ooh, snap, uh, snap hiss a lightsaber. Yeah, I like that. Do yeah. that. You know, now, now is the time, right? That's right. Raise your red and green lightsaber. Very <laughs> Christmassy. Very Christmassy. And enjoy what I believe was a, a, a shining moment of celebration for me, Grimshaw. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. All okay. right, let's I want... go ahead and do this. Okay, so set the scene really quick, and let's let's play out on this one.
1: All right, All this right. is this is something uh, a little Star Wars thing I've I've had in my pocket a couple of months now. I don't think I don't know if we ever decided if we were allowed to talk about it or not. I don't remember if we even mentioned it on no, the celebration to. show. Yeah. But at Celebration this past summer, uh-huh. we went there. Uh, and talk to uh, the Random House, the, yeah. the publishing.
2: I um, love Random House.
1: <laughs> great great, yeah. organization. great organization. They really give us love, so we um, try to give them love mm-hmm. back. We love you, Random House. Anyway, they had a booth set up where uh, if you went and you signed up, they gave you a couple pages from one of the new. They were really pushing the uh,
2: new novelizations mm-hmm. of the original trilogy. Which I've read and they're awesome. Well, I, I I read the originals. I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to reading these. these I remember ones. the movies. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> oh no, yeah, the movies. Really, this is the first time, we're... you know, if you're going <laughs> to read the book, you should see the movie
1: first. So I'll tell you, that's the only way to do it. Anyway, long story short, uh I I, I got bitten by the uh, by the acting bug.
2: They had this, they, had, they a had a sound booth, booth.
1: Yeah. set up in the middle of the convention floor somehow soundproofed it it was great yeah you have to speak into a can but they uh you signed up and they would give you like a like a page page and a half uh-huh. excerpt from uh one of the books that wasn't even out yet yeah. even though we know the story who knows could be as a matter of fact if you listen this little segment yes, addresses one of the uh, biggest controversies, <laughs>
2: controversies
1: in uh, in a new hope uh-huh. but here here is yours truly in a sound booth, in the middle of the convention floor, in Anaheim, during celebration, and uh, and I I got to read the uh, Cantina Greedo scene.
2: The famous.
1: The famous cant- with, <laughs> yeah. between Han Solo and Greedo, and uh, I'm pretty sure if you listen to my dulcet tones, you'll hear what I heard. It's it's pretty settled who shot first. Let's let's do this yeah. here uh, on our way out, and before this has been enough of this. Here is. Here is me. They finally, just a couple months ago, emailed me the clip back. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even allowed to have it, just in case it spoiled something, I
4: guess.
1: (laughs) But they finally emailed it back. The books are out. Look them up, randomhouse.com, or Christ, I don't know. Maybe there's a bookstore somewhere you can go to. Go look for the new re-release.
4: And Uh, these
2: are totally worth listening to because, remember, the original novels were written just like the movies were were shown before the prequels. Mm -hmm. So the novels are kind of missing some details. And so this was their kind of chance to, Kind of fill in, you know, some of the Padme yeah. stuff. It is and all going that, to right? read differently. It's gonna, yeah, than
1: if you were gonna watch
2: it's, the movie. Uh, it's a cool again. opportunity, and it's done in a young adult novelization form. Yeah, they so want to make it accessible. It's fun. You're right. It's light, and and these are these are great. I've read some some excerpts, and I got to hear <laughs> your budding performance. I thought yeah. it was great. So That's right. Let's play
1: this. I'm thing. sure they're going to be calling me for more work pretty soon. At any rate, Magic Interview Machine, uh, switch duties, take us over. To my Star Wars clip.
4: Penguin Random House Audio presents an excerpt from Alexandra Bracken's Star Wars A New Hope The Princess, the Scoundrel,
2: and the Farm Boy, recorded live from the show floor at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, California. We would like to thank all of our visitors for taking the time to
4: record with us. For more information about Penguin Random House audiobooks and for free downloads, visit com.
1: Han forced a relaxed smile and turned slowly. The face that stared back at him was vivid green, covered in scales and bumps. Black, glassy eyes sat atop a short, trunk-like nose. Greedo. In the grand scheme of bounty hunters and henchmen, the Rhodian was about as dangerous as a fly buzzing around a panther's bottom. Unfortunately, he was on the trigger-happy end of the spectrum of Java's hired help. The captain slid back into the booth, relaxing in his seat. If he showed a hint of nerves around the Cretan, even with a gun pointed at him, Han would never forgive himself. As a matter of fact, he told the Rodian, I was just about to go see your boss, but now you can tell Jabba that I've got his money. It's too late, Greedo said, a little too happily for Han's liking. You should've paid him when you had the chance. Jabba's put a price on your head so large that every bounty hunter in the galaxy will be looking for you. I'm lucky I found you first. Han was lucky, too. If it had been a reputable bounty hunter, say, Boba Fett, he would have been in a galaxy of trouble. Still, he wasn't sure if Jabba's contract on his life had the dead or alive clause, so he wasn't about to go shooting off his mouth. Yeah, but this time I got the money. If you give it to me, I might forget I found you. Greedo leaned across the table. He would have winked if he had a sense of humor. I don't have it with me. Look, it was a little thing, getting boarded. Han slowly reached for his gun under the table, sliding it from the holster at his hip. His fingers brushed against the cool metal as he sucked in a lungful of the cantina's warm, smoky air. You can tell that to Jabba, Greedo said. He may only take your ship. Now it was Han's turn to sneer. Over my dead body, the Rodian laughed. The sound trumpeting out of his snout as he trained his gun right on Han's heart. That's the idea. I've been looking forward to killing you for a long time. A slow smile spread across the captain's face. Yeah, I bet you have. Greedo disappeared in a blinding flash of white light as Han pulled the trigger on his gun. The thump as Greedo's body slumped onto the table made the other cantina patrons look over. Poor Greedo, Han thought, glancing down at the smoking corpse as he stood again. Never realized Han could shoot under a table just as well as above it. I said, no blasters, the barkeep growled. For your trouble, Han reached into his pocket and flipped him a coin. Sorry about the mess.
2: Enjoy Force Awakens, y'all.
1: hee <laughs> Alright, everybody, happy holidays, merry Christmas, uh, happy Hanukkah... What else? What else uh, do we want to cover?
2: What's the one with uh, Festivus?
1: Uh, we got Festivus. We no, got Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. All of them. Everybody, enjoy your winter. Enjoy your new year. We will see you in 2016, and all of us will be about uh, two hours richer in Star Wars.
4: <laughs> all right, that's enough of this.
3: Now we know.
4: And knowing is half the battle. uh ah, this is enough of this.